Welcome to the March edition of A Flow of Words on Scarif Bay Community Radio with Manshannon Arts. This piece was written for the Hedford Lace Project. Ellen. Ellen Walsh is an internet sensation. Thousands describe to her blog, Instagram and Twitter account. She is an influencer with a sharp eye for style. Girls and young women all over the world adore her. Thrifty Ellen gives sewing classes, demonstrates the clever use of accessories and suggests ways to recycle and upcycle older clothes, all by clever videos. The courses in making jewellery and hair pieces made from bits of lace and crocheted flowers are favourites across the globe. Young Miss Walsh is a role model with a mission. Be yourself, mind yourself, assert yourself. Boost your self-worth by creating something beautiful. Ellen, still in her 20s, has lived in Australia for 10 years. Her childhood and teenage years in Ireland were anything but easy. We know she was orphaned and reared in an institution. However, she doesn't talk much about it. Shortly after settling in Sydney, she found herself in court. Her employer's accusations were dismissed by the judge after Ellen gave a short, sharp defense of herself. Overnight, she became famous for her courage and found herself in a publicity dream. With that, she launched her online career. The above is a fictional Ellen Walsh as I imagined her in the year 2021. The real Ellen Walsh was born in County Mayo, Ireland in 1834. Documents tell that she grew up in the workhouse in Balina. The little girl learned to read and write, learned basic maths, and she was trained in the craft of lace making with needles and bobbins. Her nimble fingers produced the finest lace from linen thread. Lace was particularly in demand by the British royals and aristocracy. With the worsening famine in Ireland, the British decided to export the young girls to Australia. They paid for their own shipment with their trade, a win-win situation for the British. The aspiring Australian ascendancy was crying out for servant girls. Ellen arrived in Sydney in February 1849 after a four months long journey by sea. The servant girls were well paid, but also exploited by their new rich masters, whose demands were excessive and unrealistic. Furthermore, being Irish and Catholic meant they were treated as third class citizens. Ellen was a proud and feisty teenager She had a trade. 
She was somebody. Only a few months in employment at the estate of George Wentworth, Ellen had enough. Right in front of a visiting gentleman, she threatened her mistress with tearing her guts out. In court, she didn't hold back either with her fury about the perceived unfairness of her employer. Staring at the witness, Miss Walsh told George Hardy, I should call on him tomorrow and have a long conversation with him about the matter. Still a teenager, she appeared in court, smartly dressed with a fancy hair crown made of crocheted lace flowers. Ellen was obviously not in any submissive mood. It was said that servant girls, this one in particular, didn't know their place. They spent their money on fancy clothes promenading the streets in vulgar ostentation. These young ones disrespected high society by holding their heads high. Hopefully, the real Ellen Walsh quickly found another employment. Perhaps she opened a school for lace making and other needlecraft. There is no doubt in my mind that Ellen and the other young lace makers had developed a sort of pride in themselves. They had a trade and with that a healthy self-confidence. Reading the few documents about her life, I got the distinct feeling this girl blossomed into a power woman, exuberant and independent. Ellen, a role model for girls and women, an influencer. This is a poem for A Flow of Words, read by Patricia Ann Moore. After Christmas In the month after Christmas, there's not usually anything to look forward to. Drab, drizzling cold whips round my ankles, and the money's all spent. A friend calls, lamenting loneliness, bills piling up, airlocks in the radiators, perils of winter and country life. Make it feel different, I want to shout. Bank up the turf, draw your knees up under a snug wool rug, light a few candles, find someone to hug and dance around the room with Sinatra himself singing tender old tunes. Walk into the kitchen, get out your loaf tin, have the smell of baking tickle your taste buds. Unscrew your sister's strawberry jam. Taste summer on your tongue again. Remember old friends and parties on the lawn. Invite your memories in. January is like that, hedging its bets, facing both ways, forwards and back, shedding hard old skin so that new can grow, tender in the new year's dawn. Go take a run and jump. 
700 feet, the insanity of Clare. Limestone bellows, intermittent voice of shale. Abort the womb of rocky cliff, tucks unbuttoned, white shirt emblazoned, webbed footwear, a rudder pair in orange-red, led up front by your courting charm, a cockpit of outrageous blossom. Hoisting feathered sails, you ride sky, vibrating puppet strings of updraft, rocks resonate, you dance the wind, your sad eyes smile as you hang balletic in seaward glide onto a rodeo of snorting whites. Booking troughs of petrol blue, rare and snort in salted gallop. In waves they charge, assault your castle. They long to chase the wind and crash upon sea pinks embroidered high on the rocky carpet from where you flew in vain. Journey. She awaits the swallow's return, for they carry the sun on their wingtips, linger just long enough to point with it. They thrill a promised mnemonic, pipit between the great tits' advising stammer, the soft hammer of a pheasant. She fears short summers, the fleet flick of forked tails as the swallows leave autumn gasping. Horse chestnuts spill, sycamore seeds tumble, apples, cider, the ground. She waits out the hoar-frost at her hedgerow, rose hips and slows fattening on gaunt limbs. Then a single peck at her window, an omen. Childlike superstition rages in the hallows of illness. How far is Africa? To Botswana and the reed beds pinned beneath the jackalberry tree where his tiny shadow roosts. The black cacol, the pink-throated long claw, the wattled crane may dip in ungent pools where the warm breeze slips along the delta. Fly high, bird. Fight, fly, and keep flying. And when all is done, fly further still with stars on your wings. Scene from a railway station, Lviv, 2022. On the railings around the south side of Lviv railway station, Peter noticed a plump pigeon looking pleased with himself. Well used to being fed on bags of breadcrumbs on sale from the street vendors, Peter supposed. He looked around and considered buying a bag so that Natalia could enjoy a few moments watching the pigeon receive the bounty. But there were no street vendors here now, no vestiges of normal life in Lviv. No newspaper hawkers, no Indian boys selling SIM cards. No shops were open either on the concourse. Peter was here to say goodbye to Charlotte and two-year-old Natalia. He wanted to stroke Charlotte's hair. He had loved her hair and all of her. 
since they had first met in Lviv Secondary School number 50. A place where people fell in love behind bicycle sheds and on camping trips away from prying adults. At 22, that was their story. Sweethearts since they were 14, now parting as green smoke from the waiting train belched into the freezing early morning air. He had things to say. He cleared his throat. Natalia, you must be good for Mama. You will have a nice time with Uncle Vlad and your little cousins in Ireland. Natalia turned her head to one side and smiled broadly at her father before nestling her baby sweet-smelling head into his chest. Charlotte just cried and slipped a silver locket into her husband's coat pocket. Peter opened the train door for her to alight and unwrapped Natalia's arms from his neck and handing her over, he whispered, Slava, Ukraine. You saw yesterday in the sky Well, maybe it was mine You have been listening to Wiltred Dull, Ellen, an influencer, Patricia Ann Moore, After Christmas, Joe Nocton, Puffin Castle, Sinead McClure, Journey, The Swallow Poem, and Carl McNamara, Seen from a Railway Station, Lviv, 2022. The music you've heard was CMAT, Geography Teacher, Josh Ritter, Snow is Gone, and Greenshine. Wide trails. Thank you for listening to a flow of words. Mm-hmm.